Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It, it Just, just makes, makes Sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week we're covering a possible serial killer with a penchant for red hair. Really? Better watch out, Annie. <laughs> we're off to Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Home of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I literally can't with you. How do you know these things? Mm-hmm. Watch too much sports stuff. <laughs> Where a worker at a landfill noticed something out of place, even for a trash heap. The worker noticed that, that, that something was sticking out of a suitcase that had been dumped there, and it appeared like something further was in it. Would you open it? Would you look No. Inside? You wouldn't open it? A suitcase in a garbage dump? Yeah. Absolutely not. I could care less. Bye. I, what if I there's like, what if there's money in it? I I wouldn't even give it a second look. I wouldn't really? even think about it. Nope. Oh, I would open that. Ew. So obviously wanted to know what was in it. The worker opened it and looked inside. He had thought it contained a mannequin at first, <gasps> but he quickly realized it was a young lady that had been put in the suitcase. The body had been folded into the fetal position, and there were... Tons of bruising and injuries, and also red hair. Hmm. She had no identification except for a small tattoo that said summer. Tramp stamp? They didn't say. No, I think it was like on her wrist. Okay. I could be wrong in this. They didn't say. They just said the word summer? Yeah. Weird. (laughs) All we had was a suitcase, a body, and a tattoo on an ankle. Otherwise, I didn't say it. Hilarious. Literally the next thing you say. (laughs) The medical examiner said the victim had been dead for less than 24 hours. The evidence shown she had been severely beaten and was still breathing when placed in the suitcase. Oh, God. Could you imagine? The official cause of death was asphyxiation. So she choked to death in in the suitcase. suitcase. Isn't that horrible? Terrible. The worst part? What? She was two and a half months pregnant. The community was in shock. Fingerprints revealed the woman was 29-year-old Summer Lee Baldwin. So she had her own name tattooed on her ankle? <laughs> that's what I thought, too. But I, I'm just a dick. I'm like, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. As soon as they said her name, I was like, that's weird. Why would you get that? Like, nope. can you imagine if I had Sam tattooed on my ankle? I mean. People would think they were initials for, like, some S-A-M. I mean, I don't think people would be too shocked if you did that because you have some kind of narcissistic tendencies. But I'm just saying. Okay, first of all, I personally think I'm one of the most self-conscious people in the world. You do? To an extent. Uh, I think it depends on the topic. Yeah, extreme body dysmorphia. Right, right. I think we both have narcissistic tendencies when it comes to some things. Yeah, because I do think I'm smarter than everyone in the room. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can tell from when I host this podcast and how I pronounce things, I'm not, but I think that I am. I saw a TikTok not too long ago when it was it was like having a conversation with my best friend and he cannot move past the, past the fact that I can't pronounce a word. <laughs> <laughs> my life. So Summer Lee Baldwin was a single mother of four children who had Ugh. been previously arrested for prostitution. She was a young lady that was struggling to make it day-to-day, caught up in a world that sometimes is very impossible to get out of. Well, no shit. You got four kids with a fifth on the way. If 
Finding Summer's killer wouldn't be easy, and any clues left in the landfill would be difficult, if not impossible, to find. There was trash everywhere. It would be a nightmare to try and go and try to obtain evidence in the area because there's just so much shit everywhere. Investigators found no fingerprints on the suitcase, but it was a specific brand label of a suitcase with the barcode still attached to it. So investigators started there. The manufacturer told police that this make and model was sold only in Walmart stores. Interesting. So off to Walmart, the police go. Let's go. And they find the suitcase. Same suitcase, same UPC numbers on it. Really? An employee told them that they were they were going to be able to track any purchases made on that UPC number within their system. Walmart had a pretty sophisticated tracking system of their items that were sold. That's pretty crazy. Right? Who like would just have think to have that? the UPC. You could, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Does it? Like to put in a UPC of an item and to know where it's been sold. I don't know. To me, that makes sense. So if you need to track it for recalls or like whatever, you can. Yeah, but Isn't like, that the whole point? Yeah, but I'm thinking Walmart. Like, it's cheap crap. It's not yeah. like. What if there's recalls, though? That's what I'm thinking for, like, food, for baby. I don't, like, I don't know. I guess. You know. But how come you can return anything there? Even stuff that you haven't bought from Walmart. <laughs> I've never tried. Give it a shot. <laughs> 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 I've literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> so investigators learned an identical suitcase was sold on the day summer was murdered at three o'clock in the morning that's crazy to me that they could track that suitcase yeah. walmart could the huh. same customer also bought something else note to self when we kill your husband don't buy anything from walmart the- to use to it <laughs> no it's not common to go shopping at 3.30 in the morning for suitcases. And when you couple that with, with the what? fact that the person also purchased latex gloves at the time and set up many red flags. Duh. Okay, so this weekend I had to go get gloves for a trash cleanup that I was running with my gym. And I got to, like, Home Depot because I'm like, I had to get, like, garbage bags and latex gloves and stuff. Did you get duct tape, rope? No, <laughs> but I couldn't find the gloves anywhere. And in my head I was like, this is where you go to kill people. Like, they have to have gloves here. Right. I eventually found them. But you don't ask for help because then no, you might send up supreme absolutely red flags. Not. Hope you paid with cash. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators checked the store surveillance camera cameras to get a look at the suspect. The person in the video appeared to be a Hispanic male or a darker complex complexed white male. Which like you can't I don't Seems whatever. Seems like a big stretch. Yeah. He was approximately six foot tall, stocky, and appeared to be in his early twenties. All investigators needed now was to find him. The surveillance cameras also identified the vehicle the man was driving. It was a pickup truck, and the pickup truck appeared to be red. The man bought the suitcase with a credit card, so they were able to discover his name. Mm -hmm. Rosendo Rodriguez is the man who had used the credit card, and records show that same card was used just 20 minutes later to buy gasoline. Investigators noticed there was a hotel across the street from the gas station, and a female there that works at the front desk recognized Rosendo from the driver's license photo. She said he registered under the name Thomas Rodriguez. The hotel room key provided investigators with some important information. It doesn't show when you leave your hotel, but every time someone enters and uses one of those car keys, it enters into a hotel room. A record of that is kept. Mm. So the hotel key revealed that Rodriguez entered his hotel room at 3.46 a.m., less than an hour after buying the suitcase. Remember when I hid the hotel room keys to try and trap you guys from getting out? 
Because one time me and Jeff got into a fight in D.C. And so he thought if he hid the hotel room keys, we wouldn't be able to leave the room the next day. And he was going to show us. I was going to go to Baltimore without him. <laughs> <laughs> like we're locked on the inside. I can't. <laughs> I just remember being like, where's the hotel room keys? And you just went quiet. And you're like, here. <laughs> I hit him. <laughs> they were also able to find what appeared to be blood on the carpet on the box springs, and on the bed sheets. Outside the room in the hallway was a trash can, and inside that trash can was a Holiday Inn bag. Inside of that was a Walmart bag. Inside the Walmart bag was a set of latex gloves. Mm. But where was Rodriguez? A check of his cell phone records gave police the answer. Where? Within hours after he disposed of the body, he's on a bus, and during this trip... He takes a picture of himself and a green and white shirt that he had worn, smiling at the camera as if nothing had happened, and sending it to one of his girlfriends saying, I'm on my way back to San Antonio. Okay. In San Antonio, the police proceeded to Rodriguez's parents' home, which is where they found him on his computer. Interesting. When questioned about Summer Baldwin's murder, he denied any involvement, but the forensic evidence found on the latex gloves in the hotel trash can proved otherwise. Those latex gloves were processed for DNA evidence on both sides. On the outside was Summer Baldwin's DNA, and on the inside was Summer Baldwin's DNA again, but this time mixed with Rodriguez's DNA. Ew. And Rodriguez's DNA also matched the DNA from Summer's rape kit. (sighs) To investigators, it was an open and shut case. Where's the catch? We're 10 minutes in. To be thorough, investigators searched Rodriguez's computer. Seems like a formality, but this time it was more than that. What? It was apparent that looking at Rosendo's computer, that he was very involved with trying to meet girls online and trying to perhaps... Have sex or something along those lines. As one does. From the moment Rodriguez got to his parents' home, he ran a number of searches for the name Summer Baldwin. But there was another name that he kept searching repeatedly as well. Uh Uh-oh. Joanna Rogers. What news do we have about Joanna Rogers? Tell me. She's a 16-year-old girl, a high school student that had been missing for the past 18 months. Really? Her parents had last seen her the night before she disappeared around 1 a.m. when she returned home from her job at a sandwich shop. Her mother told her that she'd see her in the morning, and Joanna said that she'd see them in the morning that she loved them and went to bed. The next morning, Joanna was gone. Her parents knew immediately that something was terribly wrong. She didn't take her car. She didn't take her keys. She didn't take her money. She didn't take any clothes except for what she was wearing. No cell phone, nothing. There was no evidence of an intruder, and Joanna's parents, who slept just down the hall, had heard nothing. At the time, police and volunteers conducted an extensive search for Joanna, but turned up nothing. Now that investigators knew that Rosendo Rodriguez was following Joanna's story in his computer, the police were alarmed. Mm -hmm. Was she redhead? Did you say that? No. Oh. I think, yes, she was. Okay. But this made us immediately think, like, if he did this to Summer Baldwin, what couldn't he have done with Joanna Rogers? But he, uh, the computer also revealed another troubling coincidence. What? He had been in contact with Joanna before she disappeared. The minor is saying that she did have conversations with Rosendo Rodriguez, and Joanna bore, bore a striking resemblance to Summer Baldwin. So they start to, like, 
compile a profile of like what he is interested in. Right? Okay. Redheads, fair skinned, a certain age group. So they're starting to wonder if he had any involvement with Joanna's death and if they possibly have a serial killer. But investigators needed more proof. Joanna's Rogers cell phone records show no calls to or from Rodriguez, but they did find proof of Rodriguez making cell phone calls to a landline in Joanna's bedroom and that he'd done so the night she disappeared. They figured he probably called her on his way over to her house and then called her when he got there. The thought that Joanna might have suffered the same fate as Summer Baldwin was more than her family could bear. If the two cases were related and Joanna's body was in the city landfill, a space the size of three football fields, how were they going to find it? Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, they basically had 1,200 acres of trash that became their crime scene. Yikes. But investigators got a huge break. What? When they learned, landfill officials were far better organized than they thought. They can actually go back and determine a region or area where trash was dumped from a particular area of the city. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So volunteers started to search that area where trash from Joanna's neighborhood was dumped. Would you volunteer? I don't know, because even then it was two years worth of trash. Yikes. Almost a quarter of a million tons of it to dig through. And let me tell you. I did. We'll talk about it in in chit chat. But I did a trash cleanup this weekend, and I literally gagged more than once. Really? I don't know if I could do it. Nah. Hundreds of volunteers participated in the search. After twelve weeks, investigators had to consider the possibility that they wouldn't find Joanna's body, and that the risk for volunteers outweighed spending more time and its rat infested, disease infected, infested debris. Sick. But finally, after months of disappointment, a backhoe moving a pile of trash uncovered a suitcase, and inside really? was a decomposed body of a young girl with red hair. Wow. Dental records confirmed it was Joanna Rogers. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? While one question was answered, another remained. Would forensic evidence tie Rosenda Rodriguez to Joanna's murder? Thanks to digital technology, investigators needed just two days to tie him to Summer Baldwin's murder. They came back to that UPC code inside that suitcase, that tracking code, and that's what led to everything based on the evidence. So, like, I just don't know. Like, forensic evidence shows that all the steps of, like, Rodriguez tying him to Summer's murder, and they kind of go over those steps, but, like, it was going to be so hard for them to connect him to Joanna's murder when Mm -hmm. it's, like, two years later. So what they believe that Rodriguez did with Summer Baldwin was that they believe that he picked Summer up from uh, or picked Summer up and they went to the Holiday Inn Hotel. They had sexual relations and at some point there was an argument that turned violent. The forensic evidence shows that Rodriguez beat Summer until she was unconscious with blood splatter hitting the floor, bed spring and bed sheet. He then drove to the local Walmart where he bought a suitcase and a pair of latex gloves and paid with his credit card. From there, he purchased gasoline and, according to his hotel key, returned to his hotel room at 3.46 a.m. That's when Rodriguez put Summer's body in the suitcase while she was still alive and threw the gloves in the trash along with the suitcase receipt. Again, the gloves contained both Summer's and Rodriguez's DNA. He disposed of Summer's body in a dumpster, which was later picked up by a truck and dumped in the landfill. This is the other thing, too. Like, how do they know that? 
her the suitcase for Joanna was going to be in the area that she lived in. Yeah. He could have dumped oh, it yeah. anywhere. Sure. You know? Yeah. That, I guess this guy's just fucking dumb. Yeah. Like if he would have taken it to someplace, someplace else to else, dispose of right? it. Wow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Rodriguez's cell phone revealed his getaway route to San Antonio. And it all started with that barcode inside of the suitcase. So when Rodriguez was arrested for Summer's murder, evidence in his computer tied him to Joanna Rogers' disappearance 18 months later. Computer forensics showed that he communicated with Joanna online and called her on his cell phone around 2 a.m. the night she disappeared, most likely to tell her he was waiting outside. Prosecutors believe the two argued over the possibility of a sexual encounter, an argument that turned violent, and the evidence showed Rodriguez did the same thing that he did to Summer Baldwin. After he killed Joanna, he placed her body in a suitcase, put it in the dumpster, which eventually made its way to the same landfill. But there's no DNA evidence that was recovered from Joanna Rogers' autopsy because the nature of the status of the body. They're not able to make certain determination as cause and manner of death. Yeah, being at the bottom of a like, landfill like for a year and so a half. It's hard to prove. Yeah. But the discovery of Joanna's remains was an astounding accomplishment for everyone who took part in the search. He went on trial for the murder of Summer Lee Baldwin, the case with the strongest forensic evidence. What do you think happened? Guilty. He was convicted and sentenced to death. Wow. Uh, Rodriguez eventually confessed to Joanna Rogers' murders. Oh, he did? Mm Mm-hmm. While he was in jail. Wow. Like, okay, here's my thing, though, that I want to know. What? There are others. Like, we know of Joanna. We know of Summer Baldwin. I don't think that he stopped with, or, like, those were his first two. What would make you think that? I just feel like if he's already showing a pattern of girls that he's going, like, the type of girls that he's going after, and he's killing them and disposing of the bodies in the exact same way. Yeah, and you think, like... How many more could there have been? Because there was 18 months in between yeah. the, these two. Right. You would think that maybe That's what, like, there are more in between. Are there more in between? I don't know. Like to wait 18 months or, okay, maybe he does it every couple of years. Are there more? Like you know and I mean? Maybe. I need to know more. That's all I have for you. Ah. and like why redheads i don't know they have no souls he thought he could just kill them because they have no soul also why younger like why because some people have a predilection to make terrible decisions in life true and this guy honestly if he didn't get caught that he was gonna get caught soon he was an idiot. Well, yeah. He didn't I mean, follow his tracks with anything. Okay, first off, he used the gloves and put them with the body. And used his credit card. Dummy. Dummy. And kept Googling their names. Right. Like you, I would be terrified. What did you think that he wanted to get caught? Right. And he lived at home with his parents? Uh, so clearly had something wrong with him. I stop it. Now, question. What? Do you think after watching all of these true crime shows... That you, I feel like I would never look up, like, because we do the podcast, I have some searches on, like, my phone and computer, because I'm yeah. like, I just want to know more. But, like, if I was going to give, I I would go to the library. Oh, like, to add, get actual results? Yeah, or, like, that if you, you have a question. wanted to use? But don't you have to, like, sign into library computers? I think it would depend on where you go. Mm. 
Yeah, because you probably have to use your library right. card. Like, I think you can't just, like, waltz in and sit right. down, right? Do they still have internet cafes? I don't think so. I was thinking that, too. But even with the internet cafe, you have to, like, pay. Yeah, you probably have to use a card. Right? Like, I'm sure maybe cash? I don't how know. How could we anonymously look up <laughs> ideas on how to kill people is what she is getting at. Like, because that's like one of the things that, all, you know what I mean? Like so many times it's like, then they found her computer and she was looking up how to make chloroform or right. how long a body decays or whatever. I'm like, okay, idiots. There's gotta be a ways to do it without being tracked. <laughs> a safe way to do it. Is that what she really said? Yeah. I wonder. Like you pro, I think like your only option is to use someone else's computer. Oh, good one. Like we could like steal. steal a laptop. Steal the snitch's phone and use yeah. use her phone. And then, like, just happen to drop it somewhere Oopsie. around the crime scene. Mm, Weird. Sorry, snitch. Sorry, snitch. Whoops. <laughs> and then, like, the ones in the police department, if you check Therese Kurtz's phone records, mm-hmm. you'd notice. You probably lead it right <laughs> to the scene of the crime. All right, guys. Let us know what you think. First of all, would you open a suitcase if you found it at the land? Absolutely not. I can't believe you wouldn't. Would you even help with a search party at a landfill? No, I wouldn't do that. What if you found a safe? Well, that's different. Would I help look for your body in a landfill? Yeah, I think it depends. Probably. Right. But like just to have people, over 100 people volunteer. But is it summer? Does it smell? Uh, Is it hot? Is it it weather for golf? A lot of variables (laughs) out there that would play into the search. I just think of all of the used items you would find. Mm-hmm. I can't. Nasty. Nasty. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. All right, guys. Let us know. You can follow me at Sam Smith Says on Instagram. You, you can follow the podcast at It Just Makes Sense Pod. You can follow me at one F and Jeff on Instagram. I almost said the old one. I. <gasps> I've had 800, so... I know. That's fine. You have. (laughs) You have. (laughs) Bye. Bye.